What's up, everybody? Polo from the future here. And I just want to give you a warning, okay? A couple of warnings this episode before we get started with this. One, Tails audio changes seven different times, okay? We have issues. We had issues with his mic. So uh, he might sound a little different than normal. Um, be ready for that. And we also, I wanted to give this warning ahead of time because we didn't really go into warnings per se. But quintessential quintuplets is the probably main topic of the discussion this episode. And we kind of spoiled all of it. So if you haven't seen quintessential quintuplets, I would suggest listening up to the point where we start talking about quintessential quintuplets and um, turning it off or skipping to bleach talk. So I just wanted to give you all this heads up before this episode started. But other than that, we hope you enjoy the show. It's a banger. Brought to you by Patreon producer. Shout out to our Patreon producers over there on patreon.com slash Mike Check Waifu Waifu. Uh, we couldn't do this without you. We appreciate you. We love you. We can't thank you enough for all your love, kindness, and support over there. Make sure you go to patreon.com slash Mike Check Waifu Waifu to get early access to the video version of the podcast, access to our bonus podcast, The After Story, and so much more coming. Shout out to uh, AB Aaron Brown, Dre the Goat G, Johnny from Shogo Ha, Ked the Pro from Chaotic Culture Podcast, explicitly. Monique Williams and Nachi. Uh, we appreciate y'all for producing this and many other episodes of the podcast. Shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. We can't do this without y'all. It means the world to us. Thank you so much for supporting us. Um, yeah. How you feeling, Tell? Man, I'm solid, bro. I'm solid. I, uh, I got a lot of rest this week. Watched a lot of anime. I'm good. Yeah. Same, same. I, uh, I made it to Ohio, so I'm here and it's cold. Hey, good question. Let's let's find out. It's Sunday at well twelve oh one Eastern now, but it's a uh, thirty five degrees. Man, you know how I would low key love to not have a hoodie on or have a hoodie on and it'd be low key a decent temperature in the house. <laughs> because I feel like I'm sweating right now. It's damn eighty degrees in the house. See what I'm saying? That's crazy. Turn the AC on. That's wild. I'm out here suffering. Um, I would rather be there uh, in that heat, to be honest. But I got to see the family. You know what I'm saying? So I got to see the family. Um, yeah. Mike Check Wife Wife was the anime podcast brought to you every Tuesday at 9.30 a.m. EST. TDT. Sometimes EST because it's going to be EST today, <laughs> this, this week because <laughs> I'm in Ohio. But uh, 
yeah, we gonna um, yeah, we come to this. What was I saying? Shit, mine scattered. Got a big episode today. I yeah, it's a big one, thick one. Big, big old curious on uh, what Till got to say today. But like I was saying, it goes live every Tuesday at nine thirty uh, a.m. EST. We cover all seasonal discussions. Next week is a big week because next week is the winter preview. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I cannot wait to talk about the winter preview season. We're going to pick our sleepers. So on and so forth. Um, I think my chair is squeaking. My fault, y'all. Uh, but let's, uh, I, uh, let's get into the uh, show, too. Let's do it. What was your episode of the week, brother? <clears throat> my episode of the week. Uh, it's kind of hard for me because I really only got one thing on my mind. Um, <laughs> but my show of the week has to be more than a married couple. Mm. Yeah, I was gonna, you know, I was thinking about this. I was gonna, uh, I was gonna text you like, we might as well do a three, two, one countdown on episode of the week. Because <laughs> we both gonna say more than a married couple. What a fucking perfect episode this week. It was absolutely perfect. Make sure y'all stay tuned to the spoiler talk if you're watching more than a married couple. Yeah. It's gonna be a second thing we, we cover in the spoiler talk after the music break. So remember that we go into on this show. The show is broken up into two halves. You got one half of us doing non-spoiler discussion on seasonal anime topics. Um, and then there's a music break, and then there's spoilers talk. We we tell you when that's coming up. Um, we do our recommendations right before that. And we play a nice tune, and then we go into spoilers. Probably of episode twenty-one of My Hero. Is it? 20? I don't even know what episode it is. Of my no, Hero. It's episode. Hold up. Sorry, I'm fucking struggling. I'm got, episode eleven of My okay, Hero. Episode eleven for My Hero. Episode ten of More Than a Married Couple. And uh, I don't know what else. Does anything else really matter? You want to hear Not something really. crazy too? What's up, bro? Uh, you know how I do it. How I told you last week. I do different orders for how I watch my anime. I'm like, I start from least excited to most excited. Okay. So least excited started off with, um, yes. And that was probably going to be my episode of the week. Really? Mm -hmm. Because it was finally something I can like say that was a, and it obviously it's not because it's, spectacular okay i know the show we know the show isn't spectacular but it was it was most improved it was going to be the most improved mm-hmm. but with it with the order in which i watch things from most excited from least excited to most excited more than a married couple was last even after watching uh i can't wait to talk about my hero too that shit yikes um but uh <laughs> it's gonna it's going to be very interesting to that more than a married couple discussion. I think that show was that episode was perfection. Um, almost, almost you can call it our gut check. It got close. I thought it was going to be our gut check, but you know, it well, didn't that intense, but that, that's not, that's not good. on that one. Too. So, so I know you took your watch order before, right? So you watched Blue Lock and you said it actually, was most improved. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a this is a decent episode. This is an episode where I feel like I almost cared about the characters. Um, mm, do you want to you want to take it to spoiler talk? Or, yeah. Or which yeah. We could we could take it to spoiler talk. Um, but I almost I almost did. I almost cared. I almost, I got a little excited. 
I found myself <laughs> like, oh shit, getting a little excited about what was going on. So yeah, we can say that for the spoiler talk. Say that for the last thing we spoil. So that'd be episode what ten of Blue Lock. Still gotta be my uh, third yeah, monitor. It's, it's episode ten for sure. Okay. Yeah, you gotta be my third monitor. I'm only working with two now, so <laughs> that's always okay. hard for me to do. All right. So talk to me. So what, what did you watch after Blue Lock, guys? I wanna know. So so what you watch after after Blue Lock? Great question. Nothing, cha- nothing changed your mind. Like, was Blue Lock a possible episode of the week all of until you got to know the married couple? See, I'm trying to gauge your taste on this one right now. See, this is why I love the way I watch things and, and utilizing analysts to do so, right? Um, actually, right, let, let, let's give you the correct order. Yuzuki Chan wants to hang out was actually first. Now, it's not okay. because I was the least excited about that. I just know what, what to expect from that show. So I want to go into a, to a clean episode. Then I went to Blue Lock. And then Spy Family happened. And then Spy Family was almost my episode of the week after Blue Lock. But, it was like, but Blue Lock was most improved. You know what I'm saying? Even mm-hmm. though the Spy Family episode was fantastic. It was brilliant. But Spy Family is always brilliant, right? It's always a, a, a good show. Um, now, is it is it consistently like, wow, like episode 11 was a Spy Family? No, it's not consistently wow, but it is consistently good. Um, you can never take away. You can never say Spy Family is never good because it definitely most certainly is good. Then I went to Beast Tamers. Beast Tamers had a, a good episode, but it was like it was good. It was okay. Yeah, it didn't it didn't replace the most improved. Then my hero, and then more than a married couple, but not lovers. So right after my hero, I needed a palate cleanser. Um, obviously, <laughs> and that palate cleanser is more than a married couple, but not lovers. Obviously, I don't know if that's if that's a good thing or not because you know how sometimes something, but also sometimes something can be Wait, what so you bad. Your noise gate cut you off. Sometimes, like you say, I'm saying, like you know, sometimes, sometimes things can be so good that you need a palate cleanser, but also things can be so bad, mm-hmm. <laughs> so bad that it's a bad taste in mouth. <laughs> you need that palate cleanser too. It's a spectrum um, for sure. So we want to see what you think about that um, later part of the episode. Yeah, I, I, I am going to say this because this is not really much of a spoiler. Dobby stinks. He's probably the worst character in the show. Um. Yeah, I think so. I don't think there's anybody I dislike more than Dobby. So, um, I definitely want to talk more on that. And there are, because there are aspects of Dobby I like, but his character himself, I I have to agree with you. He yeah. doesn't necessarily himself doesn't feel interesting. What I care more about is the family trauma. Yeah, I, feel I, like that's, I feel like that's way more interesting than his actual character itself. Yeah, I think that's lame too. But uh, I will talk about that. We'll talk about that in the second half of the show because I, I, we need to. We definitely need to. That's obviously yeah. going to be the first thing yeah, we spoil. <clears throat> but anyway, yeah. Um, more than a married couple, fantastic. Uh, I, did, I did finish, um, I did finish some, some stuff too. Oh. Yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, I finished. Where is it? Where, yeah. When will Ayumi make his move? I actually finished it. Um, as I would discuss last time, last week, I believe it was last week. There's a bunch of shows that I started and didn't finish. If you go to my Annie list, I think you can see these shows that I didn't finish. Um, it's quite a bit of them that I just was like, yeah, I don't want to finish this because what happened was I went back to a uh, to an older show last week and I ended up 
watching it ended up, okay, I, I, I like this. I'm going to start giving stuff more of a chance. But I started doing that. And I finished when Ayumi make his move. The ending was like all the way up until the ending was fantastic. Then it ended. And the way it ended is just like, ugh. <laughs> how, how typical romance. It it went back to the... I can't go from watching something like the quintessential quintuplist movie to watching something of the typical romance. And if you don't know what I mean, uh, slight spoilers for IMB Megas Move. I know y'all probably won't watch it anyway, but it's an older show from about two seasons ago um, or last season, two seasons ago. And like, it's this, it's this situation to where this guy won't make his move unless he beats his senpai who is the club president, the Shogi club president and Shogi. Um, Again, spoilers, full spoilers. This is your time to fast forward about two minutes, two minutes into the podcast. Actually, I'm going to time myself right about now. So if you don't want to, if you want to watch when Wyoming make his move, skip two minutes ahead from now. It gets to the end of the, the show. He, his senpai, who is the third year and he's the second year, she's, on her school field trip. So she's gone for four, four days to Kyoto. He decides to get his other club member, who's actually really good at Shogi, to help him, because he's, he's really bad at Shogi, to help him with his Shogi issue. She trains him up for the full four days to be able to beat his senpai. He plays the senpai, the last episode he plays her, and he finally fucking beats her. This is his time to confess. Now, this is after she comes to the realization while she's on the trip. Now, it's fucking, it's dope. It's so special. Like, she's on her trip and she's realizing something like, why can't I stop thinking about Ayumi? Like, hold on. Am I, do I? And she's just, she's conflicting with herself. Like, wait, do I like him? Long story short, she finds out she does because she actually misses him so much. Can't stop talking about him. Can't stop thinking about him. So she really comes to the realization that she likes him. He's, she gets back. They play. He beats her. It basically just ends after that. He doesn't confess. They make they insinuate that it's going to be a second season. And the reason why he don't confess is because he gave him she gave him a four piece handicap. So he only won because he had a four piece handicap, which means that he's not going to confess his love until he beats her fair and square. But the buildup was so powerful, like they were just he was about to make this happen. He was about to tell her he was about to confess. And nothing. Just it ends. Hey, what the fuck, man? And that's and that's kind of typical of romance anime. So I know you I know you diving into this feet first, so you you new to it. Expect that a lot with any other slice of life that you watch. Expect that the shit is gonna go for so good. The show's gonna be so good. You're gonna be invested in these two people and they're something and then something happens and it ends. No. Let me sorry, let me clarify. Nothing happens and it ends. <laughs> So I can't expect that quintessential quintuplets kind of in there. Absolutely not. Now, uh, I want to ask you because I do want to talk about that too. I saw on Twitter you said something about DIY. Yeah. Um, Shout out to where where that fall on your list this week. Shout out to Dad needs to talk podcast, who was the first person to recommend that to us. And oh shit, I just remember something too. I'm. Oh, you know what? I was getting ready for the trip, so I didn't even get a chance to even think about that. Sorry, Dad needs to talk. I meant to tell you, he DM'd us on our podcast page and said, hey, just watch episode one of Bochi the Rock. 
Bochi mm-hmm. of the Rock, Bochi the Rock, or whatever. He said, just watch episode one. I just need to hear what you guys think of episode one and if you will continue watching it. So, Dad needs to talk podcast. I'm sorry I didn't remind Till. I had to prep for this trip driving from Houston to Cleveland. I'm sorry. I will make sure we do that episode one of Bochi the Rock. Um, because because we, we both know he both he knows that we both don't like musical animated and our shit. Um, but he said just watch episode one and see what's up. But shout out to Dad needs to talk podcast and TCB NYC. They both recommended this to us. Um, usually when Dad needs to talk podcast recommend something to us, we like to we like to give it a try. So I gave DIY a try because because both him and TC uh, TCB NYC gave it a shout out. And I watched the first few episodes. I know if you guys listen week to week, you guys know how I was feeling about it, how I can only tolerate one episode per week <laughs> at first. Um, but then something told me to just sit down and just watch it. Just watch it. Just just catch up. It was about seven episodes in at the time. I was on episode three already. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just watch it. Watch episode three. Go to episode four, five, six, seven. I'm like, oh, shit, it's so cute. Oh, they're so adorable. I'm I never rooted for a group of girls so hard in my life. And it's just, it's just it's been fucking splendid. Um to watch it's always good to watch something that's positive, that's net positive. There, yes, there are situations in it, but the situations don't bring you oppression. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you need that instead of uplift, that Palate cleanser again. So, so it's that kind of like it's that same level of powers omnipotent kind of thing. Like it's just you might cut all the way out, bro. I hear that. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It's that same level of like uh, of wholesomeness is like Saints magic powers omnipotent. Even more wholesome than that, bro. Perfect. 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 <laughs> That's how crazy it is. Because they're just again, uh, they're just cute, man. And like the main character, she's just. Nothing can tear her down, no matter what. And it's again, it's just adorable. It's just a sweet show. I love it. All right, now I, I do still have to pick that up, so I apologize for uh, never actually picking that up. Because uh, I was also supposed to pick up Love Flops as, as well. Oh yeah, man! I wish you did. <laughs> but, but here's the issue with that: is I watched as I told Polo, um, watched nine episodes of the first season to finish off that first season. Watched the second season and also watched the movie. Mm. So I, I digested a lot of questions. Well, um, I mean, when you really think about it, it's just a twenty-four season, just a twenty-four season show and a movie because it's eleven and 12, 20, so it's twenty-three actually. Yeah, yeah, I hear how he he just. I'm just saying, so you know, it's kind of just, just a. It's like, kind of easy. Of, first of all, Steinsgate kicked my ass. I had to do that. Uh, in two pieces. No, but, you're right. <laughs> That's yeah. a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. Science Gate is definitely a lot. For sure. You gotta, you gotta hear me out, though. I said something about my team and comedy first season not being as good as Quintessential Quintuplets. At that point, I was not finished with the first season when I said that. Yep. Um, I would like to come back and touch on that statement one more time. The first season of Quintessential Quintuplets is much better than my terminated comedy. Uh, I don't care what nobody say. Uh, that first season to me was just, it felt very like the structure was just better mm-hmm. for me. Like it was something there for Quintuplets in this like first season that I was really interested in actually getting to know these characters way more than I was in my terminated comedy. 
uh, now I think after that is where my cinematic comedy really uh, took off. But quintessential conceptless as a whole for me now, I love it. I thoroughly, very, very thoroughly enjoyed the fuck out of that anime, yeah. bro. Yeah. Um, Welcome. I wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared to enjoy, enjoy the anime as much as I did. Um, I loved... Yep, I loved every character. Um, <laughs> like, the only characters I did uh, were like, the guys that uh, he got cool with at the end. Oh yeah, but they were easy to ignore. Ignore. Yeah, because they were really only there to like tell they were just there to kind of help give him some kind of like companions outside of the girls for mm-hmm. the story or whatever. But literally, our our six were amazing, and I love even how they built on the parents and stuff like that, and like the the. Season and into there was just so much there, and I didn't have to. I have to say, I felt like it was a lot to do. <laughs> maybe I, like I, just, I, I watched so much, but I feel like I watched the movie separately, like, right? Like, I took two days off, watched the movie, and I didn't update my list until I finished the movie, uh, because I didn't want people to say no. I had, you know, I had watched this part in the sequence, so whatever. Not specifically you. I would have told you, yeah. but I, I wanted to to finish it all at once and then let it let it be like boom. This is all I had, and that movie was a lot to digest. I will say this: the only issue I had with the entire year was that the movie was too long. It's but too I feel long. like yeah, but I feel yeah. like there was nothing that could cut out from the movie. No, yeah, I disagree with that. I feel, like everything, everything the, it, I feel like everything in the movie was supposed to be, but I almost feel like they could have given us, like, I hate to say, like, two more episodes. Like, I, I don't know, because I guess we get into that, that trip, like, that festival in that movie. And what they, and what they did with the movie... Um, that's, that started, like, 40 minutes in with how they built yeah, this is about to sound crazy. Uh, Let's do it. But bear with me. That's to me, to me personally, this is a super, super subjective because I am a quintessential quintuplist fanboy since the moment it came out. But that movie was a film to me. It felt like a film. Like it just, the way it, it skipped around and did like the day with one of them and the day with Nino and the day with Miku and the day with, and how it all came together. It, the way it all culminated, it's no fucking way to me. It should have been shorter. It's no way. Well, I, and I think that, like, when I say it should have been shorter, I don't mean, like, I, I wanted to miss any of those details. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying Two I more. think they could have given us another, like, 40 minutes in, like, the actual season, yeah. right? Yeah. And because I actually would have preferred if, like, we had gotten, boom, we're at the festival. And then, like, kind of how we got that transition, exactly what you said. How it led to Yotsuba, how it led to how it led to Ichiki, how it led to Itsuki, how it led to, you know, just going down the list. You know, I want to I wanna see how it goes down that list, but I would have that to almost be like the start. Yeah. Like we get, we, get a, we get a thesis and then it's like, let's slide into it. Qu- quick side note, just quick, just, just entertainment, real quick. <laughs> Y'all might find this funny. 
But you see how you just rattled off the names of those characters like that? Name three. No. Name three blue lock characters. Uh, Miss. Monster. <laughs> okay, just, I just wanted to, I just wanted to get my little point in, but you know, back to what we were talking about. But more importantly, <laughs> the Golden Central Quintuplets movie. Do they have names in the anime? Do they have? They got Jordan numbers. They got numbers, bro. Come on. <laughs> the way you just rattled off the Golden Central Quintuplets just made me think. I'm like, damn, he's just fucking gone, 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 gone. But you just, can't, I can't. It's funny. It's just crazy. I digress. I'm sorry about that, y'all. Because <laughs> Tell was spitting, and I didn't mean to interrupt. But seriously, I listen. Did you understand now? Back in you know earlier, about what two years ago now, a year and a half ago, did you understand when me and Crystal was discussing Ichka, and I kept calling her Bitchka? I think that was season two. Well, she got your nose, your nose gate cut you off again. I'm sorry. Yeah, she had real sugar in season two, but um, hated that, bro. Ugh, everything about that made me sick. It, I agree because it's real manipulative. Yes, man. I can't stand that's, and that's. I guess that's but, just because it's my biggest pet peeve. I can't stand manipulators. Manipulation. I agree, but here's my my perspective on it. Right, is I feel like these characters like I look at these moments like especially season two. Season one, it was an introduction, bro. It wasn't an understanding. There was very little understanding there. Um, season two, season two was the understanding. That's where these characters actually decided they're going to understand each other, not like each other, not blah, 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 right? Because they are going to like each other. But this is about the actual understanding of the characters at this point, right? You understood that um, each key, although she was the oldest, most mature acting, had to feel like she should have taken. Either way, that's better, I guess. Uh, well, basically, the, the, we found out that it's, it's worse. It's yeah, worse. It's worse. It's worse. I'm, I hate that fucking microphone. Let me see something. I have to continue my spitting. Yeah, you do. Sure? I think your microphone is finally dying, to be honest. Okay, well, we're gonna, we're gonna switch. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to help at all. We'll see. Alright, uh, but basically, I, I feel like that was us understanding that that was each key's way of, of essentially putting, putting herself on what she felt like was a fair ground is the actor. That's what she is as a character. That's why Nemo, she had to be upfront and direct. That was who she is as a character. And when she found out that she loved him, she didn't have a choice because any other way was not true to her. Niku, she was not going to be like, true to her. Yeah, Niku had to be exactly what she said she was. And she, like, a lot of Niku stories had like we get to the point to uh uh I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. Go back to Miku again, what you say? A lot of Miku's story was her being confident in herself. Uh now the the another thing that I would add hold hold on. We go. Back to what you were saying. Okay, so before I really interrupt, not that part of the 
Um, <laughs> uh, we talked about uh, Nuku, right? Uh, and one of the big things about, I think, Nuku's story was her gaining confidence in herself, right? That was how she was supposed to fight. She didn't want to fully commit to what she had to say or what she wanted to do until she said, boom, I am, I'm confident, I'm ready, I am this. And, you know, that I love that whole character arc she had in terms of her own personal growth, you know? Mm. If, if that makes sense at all. But, um, Miku definitely was my favorite tune. Um, yeah. I, 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 I did turn into a bit of a, a Luna fan at the end. I, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love, I love when someone can say exactly what they want and regardless of how shy or how hurt they feel they're like fuck it we go for it right it's like we don't have a choice we got we gotta go for it. i love and, and i hate to say that we see sisters step over each other but when you know said you know this is love i'm not learning but I, I can't be an ally in this i gotta get what i want and i love that i, I love that whole story um monique watched most of the movie with me and she actually uh but she she googled who who he proposed to in the end. I was sorry that she did. She didn't tell me. She Why didn't she tell do me that though. She just wanted to know because she wasn't gonna watch the show. She didn't know it was a movie, <laughs> but she didn't tell me. But uh, it was it was so good though. It's so good. Um, basically, uh, this is one of the best character arcs that, well, one of the best shows that gave us character arcs for like how these characters grew in general. Yes in their, their final forms. And um like even to the point where they understood that their quintuplets, they're the same. They're also extremely very different. You know? And it's not even like it's anybody regardless of who it is, we're all gonna be different. If Taylor was my twin, Taylor and I do this podcast together, we each one have very different opinions, views, likes, dislikes, that kind of thing. It's the same thing here. These girls, regardless of how lovely they are, how they seem in certain scenarios, right? They, they're angels in certain scenarios, and they're all demons and others. You know, it's like they have these. these it's, it's it's such a great uh, show that shows that kind of like uh, I guess not not disparity, but that those differences, those huge vast differences like that. And I'm pretty sure you saw a lot of it. I know you, you neglect to speak on some of it because you knew I was going to watch it eventually. Yeah. How how did you feel? How were you feeling? You said what? How were you feeling? Uh, I mean, exactly what you said. It's the perfect example of what um, what a show that has character growth is, what that looks like, right? Um, there's a lot of shows out there with characters that you spend a lot of time with. All the time you spend with with uh, with Goku, I don't know what, 400 some odd episodes, if you just count Dragon Ball Z and Super or whatever, 400 some episodes, you never seen character growth like this one. And this is why I am so, 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 so appalled when I get a show that just doesn't do that. Remember, season one of Quintessential Quintuplets has just 11 episodes. It has 11 episodes, but it gives you enough of these characters for you to just experience or learn that all these girls are different. You hate, you you can't stand one of them. You, you like are annoyed by another. You, you're 
you're uh, empathetic to another. It's like you feel all these different emotions for these five same looking girls that are completely different. And it that I guess that's what makes it so special. It's it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. There's like my my favorite moment. This is again spoilers for quintessential quintuplets. But my favorite moment is when the very beginning, when you think about the season season one, and they do the thing where they all look the same. Okay. And they all look the same and he can't tell them apart. And he's calling each one of them a different name. And then you go to the movie, the very end of the movie. And they're in their, they're in their wedding gowns. And he tells them all apart. Like it's nothing. That shit hit me so hard because I'm like, damn, man, that's growth. Complete character growth. That was heart tugging. That was heart tugging and, emotional for to watch these girls experience the fact that he knows man he knows he cares about y'all a lot but this is the one he fell in love with and that's like it's big it's huge i think it proved i think that proved every moment that they talk about right with another about that love you know um because he very clearly loves all of them but it took that moment for me to realize which one he was actually in love with yep which again now I'm gonna ask you this did it make sense to you for his choice because remember what I said two weeks ago what did you say two weeks ago I said said, it absolutely makes sense even though I didn't want it to be that case yeah I think it makes perfect sense for him right Um, because any other character would have been I'm not gonna say too right, but let's say like to me, we know would have been like in my mind would have been perfect. Like I, I love you know, even though I love Miku, I think Mina would have been perfect for him because of how his personality is. Like they could have that, but also like he's who he is as a person. I do feel like it meshes with Yosuke in a way that's like they can actually really drive well together. Like, he is this kind of, like, strict regimented person, and she is the complete opposite, bro. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think that it's the right choice. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense that it, she was the one that he found when he was younger. Um, that totally made sense, too. She was the most stubborn in terms of actually representing her feelings to him too. Yep. Every other sister had already gotten it and fully established that they're 100% in it. She was fighting it. But like, not in the sense that's like upfront fighting it. She just wasn't saying it. Yeah. She felt the same way they did, but she she didn't want to be in their way. Mm-hmm. Yep, so it was it's special, man. Quintessential quintuplets is special. It's now you understand why it's literally one of the most popular things in Japan because it's easy, it's easy yeah, to get attached it, to that. It's now one of the most popular things in my house. <laughs> I can't believe Moni did that. Ugh. She didn't watch all of the written, she just watched the movie. I know. Because yeah, I told her the movie is where we're going to get the answer. Yep. Why Google it though? Why not just enjoy the movie? Clearly, she likes to pick with me. She likes to mess with me sometimes. But great, great movie. I'm not gonna lie to you. Quintessential Quintuplets, and this is just like a quick rating, nine out of ten. 
maybe a nine and a half out of ten. Because as soon as we watched the movie, I felt like everything in the movie was perfect: animation, pacing, sound design. Yeah. <laughs> it was a ten out of ten if we just caught the movie, but the scene was a whole probably like a nine and a half out of ten. Like I, I loved it. Yeah, it was. It was something like it was something of a film to me, man. Like again, it had everything you wanted in a movie. It didn't shy away from fucking rapping. I hate movies, especially anime, slice of life, romantic movies. They never like to rap. They always like to be this ambiguous. What's, can I have your name? And it's fucking weird endings and shit. Like that was a your name reference. For those of you that have seen your name, you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. It's annoying as shit, bro. It's annoying as shit. Like rap, please. Pull a Astro Lost in Space. Fucking Pull a summertime rendering. It's okay to wrap this shit up. You know what I'm saying? We at the end of this though. We feel like they gave you what you came here for. Yes. And that is way better than anything else. Like, actually, that's like going out to eat at a restaurant. You ask for whatever you ask for, and you get exactly that. They gave you what we wanted. And yes, it's a, it's a culture thing. Get more. It's a culture thing, though, I think. I think it's a culture thing because I think what they do is they try to leave it up for interpretation. Because they think interpretation is the best way to uh, to leave the fandom curious, which makes sense. It makes sense. I'm an artist. We did a lot of Clover in college, but Clover isn't for every single story, every single art piece. You got to switch it up. Yeah, it's something about that, that leaving shit ambiguous shit is just... It's in a lot of fucking movies. Like, I want to eat your pancreas. Fucking love that movie. It's so it's such a good movie. It's a little ambiguous. At the, well, not really, actually. Never mind. Never mind. Pancreas was, was good with a little salt and pepper. Uh, actually, no, I, I'm, I'm mistaken. That's the wrong movie I'm referring to. I think it was another movie. But, yeah, because I want you to eat your pancreas. is a pretty nice rap. But, um... One of the best things I've watched this year for sure. Like I was not expecting to be that good. I was uh I was expecting to watch it and kind of have a uh, fun interaction a little bit. Uh, it was it was good as fuck. Um, I, I'm gonna put I'm gonna make sure I put at the beginning of the episode. So I'm gonna make sure I put a fat spoiler warning for quintessential quintuplets because we just went all out on that shit too. Not gonna hold you. Um, I mean, hey, uh, it was ten, it was it was amazing. I'm so happy, and I, I kind of need a uh, Central Contemplative poster now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I just want every I dude. Miku has been the background on my computer with Rem for so long because mm-hmm. like, she just to me, and even after the movie, she's still like un unbeatable on my waifu scale only because it's just she's literally the. <laughs> the quintessential quintuplet of growth. Like I think her and Nino had the most growth in the entire show. Um and it's it's sad that neither one of them, which is both of them were because it's so good because oh my god, sorry. A little rewind. What's so good about it too is that I fucking hated Nino at the beginning. Of course. That's what she was there for. Yeah. Like, you're so annoying. And this wasn't like I hated her as a person. Because yeah. again, the shit that she went through and the shit that she was saying and, and doing makes sense for the context of the situation, right? Like this guy is literally trying to break us apart. Like we we've been sisters for all this long. We'll figure this shit out together. We'll handle it. We don't need this tutor guy coming in here and splitting us up or whatever. Because she started to see 
different shifts with between her sisters because of this guy come into their life. And it all makes sense. You get it until she figures out like, fuck, that's amazing. <laughs> and it's, it just takes the fuck off. And I, I absolutely love her for that. Yeah, I, I ended up a bigger you know, fan of the Miku thing. I'm not, not going to lie to you, but, but Miku is still, uh, as a character, bro, I love the, 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 the star thing where it was all behind her. Yep. Yep. And she's like, I love you. Yep. <laughs> Two points. And he's like, No, I really love my sister. <laughs> okay, I, I, I rock with that. She was great, man. She was great. You got anything else? Um, no, nah, watch it. That's it. That's all I can say about Quincy 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 Watch it. Yeah. I mean, if you've listened this far in, I'm pretty sure you've watched it. <laughs> uh, let's go, go back to again. let's go back to some trash, shall we? Um, no, not trash. Uh, Shinomi no Itoki. Okay, so trash. It's <sighs> shout out to our bruv Ash. He's like, this show's not trash. When I commented on Rob J's tweet, he said Rob J's like, let me turn on uh, this episode of Sh- Shinobi no Itoki. I'm like. This show is trash, but so for some reason I'm invested, and that's still the case. I'm fucking invested. I need to figure out what the fuck is going on, but it's it again. Twenty five percent of a season of something being good still means it's bad. That's an F. Remember how grades work. Twenty five percent is a bad score, and the last two and a half episodes, maybe three episodes, were good. They were good episodes. They were like, oh shit. Oh shit episodes. You know what I'm saying? Like it's intrigue and secrets and fucking uh important situations that you can't fully escape. You know, I'm not gonna spoil it again. I don't you know, if you're not watching it, uh that's okay too. But because it's ongoing, I'm just not gonna go into spoilers. It's fucking it's just it got interesting here. Um I am ready for it to be done. Uh, it doesn't need any more seasons after this. It can be done in the next two episodes. Um, I'm glad we're not doing 20 here. Uh, the fact that you were still watching Shinobi no Toki, but you were not watching Kone as a sword, it's wild to me, bro. Yeah, I, also, I, I do understand because Kone as a sword is like, I guess I feel the same thing. Like, it's not like amazing. I would, I would just say it's okay, but it's, it's like, it's enough. <laughs> it's just about to sound crazy, but Shinobi Itoki had more intrigue for me to want to continue to watch it than Reincarnated as a Sword. Reincarnated yeah. as a Sword had left me, I was just like, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to <laughs> deal with a talking sword and a, and a black cat girl. Like, I just, I, I don't, I can't. I don't want to get invested in that. I don't want even want to try. So it's something about the meathead in me that when they have like really good fight scenes, even though like this is like okay as fuck, I feel like they have some moments that really make up for it. And I'm just like, I- I'll keep watching it to get one more of those moments. I feel that. I can feel that. You got two more episodes of me to give me another moment. <laughs> it's kind of how, how, how I'm looking through. No, I feel that. I feel that for sure. But you know, I'm. I couldn't do it. There's so much here. I am going to make it because I have to. Like I have to. Uh, before we go into bleach talk, 
I have to make it a priority, an absolute priority to clean off my anime and progress list. Um, uh, Crystal still makes fun of me for that because it's a lot of shows in here that I just didn't finish. Like uh, Mars Red, I didn't finish and it was a very interesting show. Um, there's a lot of shows that's just in here that I'm like, okay, even if I go through it and just drop a bunch of stuff like that, I know I'm just not going to watch. I'm, I'll do that. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna clean out this list though because when winter comes, winter's gonna be a whole nother story because it's just so much. It's just so much. Stay tuned to next week's episode, winter 2023 preview. 2022, winter 2022. I don't remember how we label our winners because it's winter 2020. Is winter 22 last winter for us? Yeah, it's winter 2023. So it's winter 2023. Okay. Yeah, that's gonna. <laughs> that's gonna be a game changer. It's a lot of shows. Like so because we just took a leg last week, we took a glance at it. And I saw about 18 shows. Yeah, it's hot as fuck that, that season. Crazy. So the winner's heating up. <laughs> winner's heating up for sure. Um, but next week we're gonna also not only are we gonna give you the preview, we're gonna put a capstone on a lot of these shows. Uh well not really. Uh there's still about two more weeks of of a few things. Yeah, but yeah, we'll, we'll give you the the, the, re, the cap of the season next week after the winter 2023 preview episode. So the week after that is going to put a wrap on a lot of shows. Um, So let's do a let's do a quick since we're not going to spoiler talk about this particular show before we go into bleach talk before Polo cues that music. Um, Episode nine of Chainsaw Man. Quick little uh, analysis of how we feeling about the show. Do you even remember the fact that you watched Chainsaw Man? I did watch it. Uh, I mean, it's hard to to feel anything specifically with everything we talked about and already knowing what's happening, right? Um, I I did think it was cool to see animated. Um. Mm-hmm. Obviously, sound design is still a ten. Um, you said what? Actually, the sound design is still a ten. Really? Yeah, sound design. The the music and how she moved her hands together to squiggle beat. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that was animation. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about all of that was was like had sound to it. Is what I'm saying. Mm. So I, that that's why just the stuff I was mentioning because like the animation I already I, I've already written the animation off because like I feel like the animation is going to be what it is right. I see it's it's high quality animation, so I'm already expecting it to be good. So I'm paying attention to like the things like the sound design and how the characters actually like. I look at the anime looking at how the characters are actually like like moving more than how they're moving at this point because I feel like it's already. Really animation so just give me I need to look at the other details now it's kind of more or less what I'm saying yeah when I say when I hear sound design I just think of like the music in the background and again I that's the and they show the music in the background is so forgettable that I don't even remember it mm-hmm. at all um I will say this is the best outro they've had so far in my opinion um <laughs> it was it was pretty clean because um, the girl disappeared no no it just, it just sounded cool it just sounded really good it was like a nice little uh, R&B-esque joint um, 
I just, I absolutely finally loved seeing the way that uh, our knife. Again, I'm not gonna go into too deep spoilers here, but our knife court, our knife girl awakened, if you will, quote unquote, and she hasn't even fully been woke yet. Obviously, as we know from reading the manga, um, it was interesting. It was it was cool to see that animated, like you said, and then seeing her do her fucking just weird fucking contracted shit. Um, I don't remember her name. Our main director chick. Um, uh, Sure. Um, <laughs> you could have said John, and I'd be like, "Yeah, all right." <laughs> um, but again, I think it's finally about to wake up for me because um, it's about to get back into just the pure action meathead shit that I just need from this show and that animation. Fuck, fuck again. Fuck everything else. This is when I turn my brain off for and just and just go. And I'm finally about to go. So that's that's fair. I'm looking forward to that now. Olo. Cue the music. All right, man. Bleach is getting nuts. It's getting nuts or been nuts? It's been nuts. It's been nuts. I for dude to think that she was one of the original thirteen guard captains. I'm just gonna get right into it. Mm-hmm. It's fucking bananas to me. Her ass shouldn't have been locked up in that hospital healing people. She could have probably solved a lot of issues. <laughs> If she was in the main fucking fight, but she probably could have also died too. You know, you know what I like about this? What? It's like Bleach fans really let us sit on this. Like they didn't say nothing. <laughs> like I love like that Bleach fans who read the manga didn't say nothing. Absolutely. Like this was a great two episodes. I'm right, right. Yeah, yeah. This okay. Yeah. So to to, to sorry y'all. This is Bleach Talk. We're going to spoil episode 10 and 9 and 10. Yeah, 9 and 10 of Bleach. Apologies for not mentioning that at the start of Bleach Talk, but I just wanted to get right into it. It's nuts. Yeah, so uh, what we're talking about is Unahana. Uh, y'all already know who she is. It, apparently, if y'all watched these last two episodes, um, she's the original Kenpachi, right? Uh, which is dope. Because the the title of Kenpachi is really just a uh, it's this title right uh, for the strongest, um, and to me it just shows exactly how much of a demon Kenpachi is she's and how, how how much of a demon she is. How about to say uh, she Kenpachi still shouldn't even be Kenpachi? That's the crazy part. Well, yeah, yeah, he got the title of Kenpachi because his. Uh, she, he has no bankai. Mm-hmm. You know, don't know the name of his Zanpakuto, but he he has been able to achieve this this great level. Like he fought her, and no one else could really stop stop him. Right? Yep. The only way to stop him was going to be to kill him. And you you were, you lost. Like we saw, he had a pile a mountain of bodies as a kid. Um, dude, Kenpachi's a, a monster. But that wasn't even like what I wanted to say. This is what I wanted to say. Uh, Bleach should have the title of Shonen. That should just they should just say like mm. this was they they own <laughs> what Shonen is because if Shonen was this good all the time, I don't even know if there would be a need. Like obviously there's gonna be a need for other categories, but man, like Shonen mainstream. Like I, I wish the mainstream was always this solid. 
Me too. I even <laughs> again, I ain't gonna say this because I'm gonna say it. Uh, I <sighs> I only watched five hundred and. 30 something episodes of One Piece, okay? Out of those 500 and something episodes I watched of One Piece, Bleach is shitting on One Piece. Shitting on One Piece. I know, I know. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get the raft of the internet. Um but to be honest, I got to watch One Piece now. I got to see if One Piece ever gets even close to this good. Because I mean, if you let it let it be told by you know our homies over at worst gen or anybody else that likes one piece uh merc let them tell it one piece is literally destroying bleach in every possible way and if it's just that good why the fuck don't i know this you know what i'm saying why the fuck haven't i watched this so and yeah i need to and it's like i think it's something about like the fact that you don't even have to watch One Piece or read One Piece to know what's happening in One Piece a lot of times. Mm. But like I said earlier, I feel like Bleach fans, they, they just let us sleep. They didn't they didn't come knocking on our yes. door and say, Bleach is the greatest shit ever because of this. They just say, Bleach is the greatest. Do you, do you want it? I'm like, nah, I'm cool. And nope. then we just let it go. People people talk about how Bleach in the 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 big three or whatever they, they sometimes they leave bleach out and stuff like that and it's like so ridiculous bleach fans they chill the whole time and be like just wait till a thousand year blood work um art come out we <laughs> 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 get we waited and goodness gracious I, i'm very i'm very appreciative uh, but um i want to talk about the the ichigo thing too right yeah of course um obviously in the episode nine they're in the like uh, hot the hot springs mm-hmm. and healing and you know he gets this punch from what's his name i don't know his name right now but uh he punched ichigo dead in his in his uh is the chest the gut yeah and ichigo goes there and he you know he he strikes back as soon as he goes for it and you know it's kind of dope right he's mm-hmm. like if if you weren't fully healed you wouldn't have been able to survive this uh, Which is nuts. Like, that's crazy. Then um Remji, yeah. He uh he's like, nah, I, I'm good too. And he's like, bro, you look like you still healing. And he did look like he was still healing, but he did. He took the hit. And I love that this is a sign of their actual potential, not just, you know, uh not just the healing, right? Yeah. Because after they leave, we saw that. Ichigo fractured dude's hand, who was mm-hmm. one of the strongest people in the Saratai, as far as we know. Um, and then, uh, you know, uh, the other dudes who were in there helping them or whatever, more or less, were in suits that would keep them from being basically disintegrated Crushed. by yeah. the yeah by the healing waters. And it's like, yo, so they are they they are actually ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Renji not as much as Ichigo, but still, nonetheless, it's, it's almost like that that being around Ichigo leveled everybody up. A hundred percent, yeah. If you think about the fact that everybody fought Ichigo at one point in time, and Ichigo either mopped him or, or you know, gave him a run, you know what I'm saying? Um, then when we get to the, uh, the second area where they got to eat all the food... Uh, I must say she turned into a waifu. I was like, God damn. 
yeah. I fucking love the way Bleach does the, their female characters. Like, they're, they're, they're pretty ones. They, they do a real good job with them, but I digress. She was a lot of fun before that. And then yeah. it was like, oh, yeah. Also, when I use up all my spiritual pressure or power, this is what happens. So yep. it's like. And, yep. And, and just again, we talk about this all the time. The, the fact that Bleach follow its rules extremely well. It always follows its rules. We learned about the candy. Um, mm-hmm. That she's the one that created the candy that, that separates the spirit from the, the the being, which is fucking so important to the show. Like that's episode two, three shit. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit that we got during early, early, early Bleach to know that she's the reason why that's been created is special. That goes to show that she's also probably a demon as well. Um, and it's further on in the, uh, the the following episode, we will learn even more. But to just see that this is the way that this training arc is about to start. I'm loving it. And we know that we know what Bleach is. Bleach is so formulaic. It's so formulaic, yet more entertaining than probably uh, at least the thousand year blood war arc, uh, probably since like the start of the great ninja war, because it's the start of the great ninja war was probably some of my favorite shonen moments. Um, probably due to like nostalgia and et cetera, but just yeah. the way it started and, and the build up to what it became was extremely special. And this thousand year blood war arc is that, that level to me. Um, I think that seeing um seeing what this is about to become like we know like like i was saying this is formulae we know that bleach you fight you get your ass beat you train you come back stronger that's all it's ever been and then you win that's all it's ever been it's never changed from that particular formula but it's always so special with the interlocking stories between different characters like <clears throat> like kenpachi going into the hyperbolic time chamber basically <laughs> Basically, with, with Unahana, and it it literally expressing a story that you never even thought about from when we were just watching normal regular Bleach. When we were watching, oh, excuse me, we were watching normal regular Bleach. It was like you didn't even think about Unahana and in, and Kimpachi even knowing each other, let alone having this relationship that 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 spans farther than probably anything we've seen. And- and we had no idea she was a demon, like we said. We had no idea that she was uh, essentially a criminal who was just out here slaughtering people and got her role because, you know, uh, they wanted her to be better. And then yeah. even find out that, like, she became a healer because she just wanted to keep fighting. That's yeah. it. She she already she mastered what, what was it, 8,000 8, fighting styles or something like mm-hmm. that? And just became a healer because it's like okay well if I, if I can keep healing myself i can keep fighting so she in in her spirit she has that same spirit of kenpachi zaraki right so that's why she was essentially going to be like or as she would have been the, essentially the first kenpachi um they have that same spirit of they don't want battle to end um but what happened with her is that and and what kind of happened in episode 10 was the for, more of the fact that she is now the teacher kenpachi not not kenpachi you know who she used to be but she is the teacher now her goal is to to essentially elevate kenpachi zaraki and i loved uh that story and it, it does it does kind of suck that we're losing really big characters yeah and that's where i was gonna go with my next question to you um is because 
to be 100% honest with you, while I get why, I don't feel like she needed to. She didn't need to die. Um, especially with the, the power she achieved with like almost mastering uh, uh, they call it Kido or something like that. Uh, Kaido or something like that. The fact that she's Kaido. Yeah, the fact that she masters Kaido shows that, yes, Kenpachi still could have won that fight and unlocked as much of him as possible and still probably could have survived. But to then be able to uh, awaken Kenpachi's uh, Zangpakuto, essentially, is what um, is why she needed to go. It all had to be passed down to him. Um, and now he's going to have the Zangpakuto of her. Did he leave his sword there and pick up hers? Is that what I saw? No, no, he he just put put her sword standing, standing up. up. Okay, but he, okay. he still left with his sword because yeah. um, that was because it was calling to him from the darkness after he threw it. Yeah, because if you remember, we watched before uh, his sword was trying to talk to him. He just never realized, you know, yeah. more or less. His sword was always trying to get across to him because I think he said something about ringing, but he couldn't get it. He didn't understand, but he was just fighting. Uh, so. It was nice that we got to see that his sword actually had a voice and the whole time had been trying to get across to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree, though. I don't feel like she really had to die mm-hmm. um, because I feel like her role was bigger than that, right? I agree. She, she's essentially the one of the best healers, if not the best healer around. Um, and then also a combat demon. Like I feel like that, that, that is a, a one thing I will say that I don't like about what happened is the fact that I guess writing her story this way means that they would have had to really, really flesh out how ridiculously strong she is when she gets into an altercation with enemies. Because she hasn't, we haven't really seen her go out and fight Ever. other yeah. than with Kimpachi. So realistically, it's like they've been holding her back this whole time and we didn't get to see her flex. Um, to just end her right here at this one particular moment, which is a bold writing move. Uh, yeah. Very, yeah, very like, bold. It's not like I don't, it's not like I, I don't, understand it but i do still kind of hate it because i would have loved to have seen her do something yep go down uh, on the battlefield you know fight fight one of them demons as a part of the uh the y- yanich fucking crew or whatever like yeah or, or even if she had been like if she had gone out there mm-hmm. and been like oh well the healers are here now and she just mopped somebody who was like dogging people yeah i'd have been like wait we ain't seen her do nothing yet. Mm-hmm. Like, and she, and she popped out and just said, oh, "Yeah, I'm the healer, but Slash, and it's that's it for somebody." That would have been dope. And um, there's nobody there, left from the original, right? Uh, like that's not it. the original thirteen anymore. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, Captain uh, and her was the only two. But Damn. I, I do want to say, outside of their kind of like story arc, um, where Ichigo and Renji are now. Currently, I, I really yes, I like this concept too, and and this is part of the concept why I said uh, Bleach deserves that title of Shonen High Key uh, because we see this character who I'm thinking is like a complete goofball character. I, yeah. I'm thinking I'm going to hate him, right? I actually don't hate him. Um, I do think he he's kind of annoying, but the the idea that he's the creator. Number one creator of Zanpak Toes. He creates the best Zanpak Toes. Um, and then he created thousands. What I think he said 6,000 of these Zanpak Toes. So, correct me if I'm wrong. It said that he created the Zanpak Toes. I think he was he was the original creator of Zanpak Toes. Yeah. But if you saw, he said he's number one. The girl who was there, I think, was number two or number three. 
uh, yeah, who he, like kicked him or whatever. Yeah. So essentially, that's why that's why he labeled, which is annoying too. But that's why he labeled himself the Zangbok told God. He's the he's a part of that squad, Squad Zero. Mm-hmm. Our, our eater girl or gluttony girl or whatever created the candies, the most important candies in the Soul Society. Period. Then created. Then he, you go from her to the number one, the only the, the Zangpakto creator, the person that gave you Zangetsu, the person that gave you uh, Benimaru. Like this, mm-hmm. this person gave you these, and to see what he, like what he showed. I'm sorry, I just had to, I just had to make sure that that's clear, clear that people understand that he literally created all these Zangpaktos. So you just, just fathom his power or his strength yeah. in general. And then. Let's also uh, look at the fact that these these six thousand Zanpakuto that he said he created for like them centuries ago, more or less, they they can turn into anything, right? Yep. They just have to be. Uh, you have to, you know, pour your life into it. You have to actually use it, love it, do that kind of thing, and mm-hmm. that's dope because you know. And I think in in Japanese culture in general, when they fight, that's one of the things that they do. You know, your sword becomes one with you, yep. and it's like. I do think that's one of like I'm not sure if it's called like Bushido code or something like that, but one of the codes is that like you're not more important than your sword, mm-hmm. and the soul reapers need to also you know understand that. That's why uh, like the Zanpakuto Rebellion arc was so dope, and that's why this is even like cool, even uh, resemblance to that yeah. because your Zanpakuto is not separate from you. Your Zanpakuto is not less important than you. Your Zanpakuto is your equal. Your Zanpakuto is also you. And that's what Ichigo, I guess, has supposedly was supposed to have learned all this time, but it even appears that he's probably still not quite grasping that. What do you think he's missing? Like, what do you think he's not understanding? Listening to the creator talk about it, it felt like he just... And I never felt this way. I haven't felt this way in a very long time, but it felt like he thought... Uh, Zangetsu as a as like his crutch and that's what I'm assuming that he meant I feel like he thought that Zangetsu was just his savior instead of his equal or or his um because I don't I don't I never thought Ichigo thought Zangetsu was above him I never thought that ever once in the entirety of Bleach I always felt like he was he was um all about making sure uh I don't know. I just, I just feel like Zangetsu was the was the the one carrying his uh, his burdens and, and him relying on him too much. I think was the uh, well, for, for his source of power is the problem there. Outside of Renji, I think Renji, uh, like he said, the creator said was like he he understands like they're on the same level. I think he mentioned that po- uh, both times to Renji, which means that the discrepancy between Ichigo and his was that they weren't never on the same level. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I feel like it's uh, such a major, a major loss, man. It's fucking huge to see him basically back to square one, which is dope, man. Uh, and I, and I mean, this sick. isn't the first time, right? Because technically, his Zanpakuto was broken before. I don't think it was broken. It was like it wasn't. It wasn't in its original form. Yeah, I think it was something yep. changed about it. Yep. But uh, regardless, it's like. Now Ichigo has to view because he I, I assume already viewed his Don Pacto as a separate entity, a separate being. Yep. Um, but yeah, like you said, he can't it can't be his crutch anymore. It has to be uh not a tool, 
but a partner. Yep. And I guess like that's why it was also so cool to see that the the what they call Asurachi or whatever he called him that the the As Asachi the the Zanpak toes that he created they were like crying. I think that was cool because it's like I need you to recognize that we are not we are not tools we are not just weapons we are more than that just like just like a zanpakuto essentially can be a tool or a weapon you can use your hand like a wrench and unscrew a nut or bolt you can you can be a tool or a weapon too so it's like i guess it's i I wonder what the what the full-blown lesson is going to be i assume it's going to be something like that but i would like i like to see that because ichigo is still like not he's what he 18 now 17 maybe he's still not like fully mature so he still has a lot to learn so i I do want to see how he how he evolves in this and then also how it affects someone who's human soul reaper uh quincy (laughs) whatever uh uh, full bringer uh you know everything under the sun i want to see how it affects somebody who is quite literally everything yeah so uh (laughs) it you it just makes me think and it made me think about this when you say you're just not ready um you haven't learned the lesson of this yet and it made me think about all the times that i would see a soul reaper fight in the soul society you can always tell the love they have for they for they bankai's mm-hmm. bankai awaken uh whatever they always say that they always awaken and they say their name you know what i'm saying ichigo was always bankai and then that's gontencho and it was it like he never really I never really felt like he gave the love that the other Soul Reapers did. And I thought about that when they were mentioning all this shit about how he was failing to uh to put them on the same level. It's like You're damn, right, man. Because even Renji. Yep. Zabumaru roar, vroom, yep. roars. And it's like it's cause it, he knows. But I mean, we also had that whole where Ichigo didn't know what Zangetsu's name was. Yeah, but he learned it actually relatively yeah. soon in this show. And I, I forgot. That. I get. I guess also forgot that Ichigo is part hollow too. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> uh, is it going to be another fight where he has to accept the hollow part of his story and the sober part of his story and now the Quincy, <laughs> Quincy. part of his story? So it's going to be like his 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 sword has to be multifaceted, like him. Yeah. Um. So is there a lot more acceptance for like that? A lot more that somebody like Ichigo has to go through to even understand his sword uh, or Zanpakuto in comparison to like anybody else, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Like, is that barrier? And then also not to consider, you know, he was never, he wasn't always in the soul society. He didn't hit there until he, you know, was in high school, basically. Yep, and had to so, like, these are people who have been in the soul society for hundreds of years, centuries, and mm-hmm. they just look young. <laughs> so they've had plenty of time to understand and practice. They never, I guess they never grew up in a world where knowing that your Zanpak Toe is your equal was a thing, you know? Like, they know that the Zanpak Toe is supposed to be equivalent to you. It's supposed to be your partner. So all I their guess lives, we, that's all they had. The only people who, yeah, the only people who don't see that are going to be people like Kenpachi, who is a demon, and people like Ichigo, who is not from here. Uh, so we got two evolutions about to happen, bro. <laughs> it's unbelievable, man. It's unbelievable. It, it just can't, keeps getting better. Like I said on Twitter, uh, Bleach more than a married couple, but I love her. And my hero is literally carrying this entire fall. Yeah, you can throw in, in stuff wild. like 
you can carry, you can throw in stuff like Eminence in the Shadow. You can throw in stuff like um, uh, Beast Tamers, but those are good. Those are good shows. They're not, they not amazing, though. They're not carrying. These are carrying. Like, these are yeah, absolutely carrying the entire fall. Um, if, there was a, if there was a backpack, it's My Hero on the left strap, uh, More and Mary Cup on the right strap, and then the actual bag is bleached because it's putting everything in the bag. <laughs> that's a fact. And, that's, and that's, that's all I mean by that. I think I'm extremely, extremely proud to say that Bleach is uh, carrying this fall. Again, I said this multiple times during this podcast. If this podcast don't get fucking thrown in a goddamn garbage. Um, <laughs> this, yeah, y'all don't understand what we went through. Uh, this, um, this particular winner, though, is probably going to be a lot of uh, a lot of shit. That we're gonna have to kind of muster. So be ready for that. Let's get into this recommendation roulette. I'm gonna go ahead and uh roll this number real quick for the year. Random number generator. Okay. 17. I feel like we just hit 17, didn't we? I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, I can tell you as soon as I get to 17. 2017 anime. Boom. Okay, yeah, no, we ain't touched 17. Something that's not popular. So, again, people, we see Made in Abyss. We know that's very popular, so we're not going to say that. Um, Okay, I got it. I'm going to go with uh, Masamune Kun's Revenge. I absolutely love that show. Uh, it was one of my favorite slices of life of that year uh, and the story was just the story was fire it, it got a 65 on any list and I don't get that I don't get that at all but I loved it um is Saga Italian if Saga Italian the Evil is that popular mm-hmm. sheesh Let's go with. Uh, There's a lot of shit here that you haven't seen. There's a lot of slice of life in here I haven't seen. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you've seen My Hero Season 2, uh, Food Wars, Classroom of the Elite. Oh, shit. Hold on. Um, Hold on. No, I can't. I ain't changing it. 2017 was crazy. I was going to say Rage of Bahamut, but I don't actually think I liked it. I'm not going to recommend something I actually didn't like. If you want, I can uh, recommend two. No, bro. I got to find something. I got to find something. Something that's... uh. Dude, Love Lies, Scum's Wish. That came out the same year, 2017. Scum's Wish? Yeah. That's another slice of lettuce. Fucking nat- like that's Not nasty, but uh, dramatic-filled... Just pure drama. Absolutely right. emotional drama. Let's go with uh Sheesh. You I seen it in another world it. with a smartphone? With my smartphone? You seen that? Another world in a what? In another world with my smartphone? Have you seen that? You no, know, I haven't watched that one yet. I think I wanted to watch it though. It's pretty good. Ancient, Ancient Megas Bright. There it is. <laughs> It's, I know it's popular, but 
Ancient Vegas Pride. That's okay, because that's a great one. That's an absolute great one. Yeah, well, I've seen a lot of this. The recovery of an MMO junkie was fantastic. Love and Lies, I talked about on the show before. It's a lot of good stuff, man. Just because I talked about it on the show before, another romance. Did you say recovery of an MMO junkie? Mm-hmm. You seen this? Uh-uh, I'm adding it. Let me give you the, the synopsis. It's about a girl who's a uh who's an MMO junkie. She became a neat uh after she quit her job. Um and she started playing this this VR MMO. The VR MMO she plays, she plays it as a dude. And she goes and she meets this these, these group of characters and something happens and you get extremely extremely intrigued by that something that happens uh wait hold on let me just see if this is inside of the synopsis so i can if i should say it or not uh 30 year old need after dropping from reality she's taken into search of fulfilling uh yeah okay the mmo Okay, it doesn't have it in there. But yeah, she, she just she plays this MMO as a guy. But then I, I added it to my plan on watch. So there you go, people. All right. Uh we'll be right back after peace. Welcome back to episode 182, Blink 182 of Mike Check, Waifu Waifu. Um, we're back. I think I'm gonna name this episode Blink Blink 182. <laughs> I mean, that's a good name. 
I might just change the whole no, nah, because people ain't, people ain't gonna watch listen to the episode. They're gonna look and see one one eighty one, and then blink one eighty two. What what is this? It's the <laughs> blink one eighty two. Ooh, blink one eighty two. Hmm. I think about it. I think I, it'll fuck up the uh, it'll fuck up the uh, the lining of our episodes though. You know. Now we got like 172 and dash in the show episode. I digress. Yeah. We'll talk about that offline. Um, welcome to Spoiler Talk. Spoiler Talk, we are going to spoil uh, My Hero 11 first. We're in the Married Couple episode 10, second, and Blue Lock 10, third. Um, all right, My Hero, bro. Dobby fucking sucks. Um, he's just fucking corny, bro. It's. His, his whole reasoning behind his whole family thing, like obviously it's 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 terrible, right? Obviously what what uh what our main guy is quote unquote doing uh endeavor. But, but the way they and again this could be completely wrong, so Margarita's relax, okay. The way they spent it up, they spent it up like yeah, he he kind of like wanted to train his kids really hard. He wanted his, his kids to become more powerful than All Might. Okay. He, he, he worked them to the bone. He was kind of mean. But it all happened after he lost Toya, right? That's when that, that switch flipped. Because that's what they made it seem like. Uh, nah. Uh, if you're fine, he, just like chilling back. Hold up. He, uh, he had a, a switch. He Endeavor was a demon, <laughs> and I don't, I, I can't really too much of it. Um, okay, maybe maybe they'll go more into that. But from my perspective, it looks like it's it's from the way they made it seem like he didn't have that flip flip until after he thought Toyo was gone. Um, yeah, but if that's not the case, then I maybe I understand when I see it. I, even still, regardless, um, it's not enough for him to be this fucking lame dude. It's so fucking corny. Uh, I, and the reason, the reason I agree with you, right? Why it's not enough for Dobby to be like this, uh, for his specific specific character arc, is um, we see this a lot in the real world, right? And I hate to I hate to say like this, but like this is how we get uh school shooters. It's kind of how Endeavor races kid is how is how we get school shooters. Um, it's and it's like he was abusive, manipulative, overall destructive to his family. Endeavor would have been better outside the home, like if he just didn't be a dad, right? Like high key, he would have been a better absentee dad. But because he was present, I feel yeah. like he did more damage to his family. That's probably and, right. Yeah, and I, I. I can't tell you everything because I think they're gonna explain it in like the next episode. But I, 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 I think what Dobby is suffering from, what Toya is suffering from, is like actual family trauma, right? And like, like I think of as a kid, right? Like I, I didn't always want my dad's attention, but I did want to impress my mom, right? And like. You see your dad as a number two hero in this world, and you know you you kind of really want to live up to his expectations, even though he didn't specifically tell you you got to be stronger than All Might. You know, 
you see what your dad's ambition is this entire time. And then boom, you know, he he has to push you aside and not I can't I'm not gonna say what the reason specifically he pushed him aside for, but I mean I feel like it's obvious looking at Dobby, he the reason Endeavor couldn't train him the way he really wanted to is because if you look at Dobby, he destroys himself when he uses his full power. Yeah. Uh, so Endeavor trying to be a somewhat decent dad can't do that. Can't say, Toya, you have to do this, right? So it, it's a lot of really cool things that like go into that, but I still think Endeavor would have been a better absentee dad and we wouldn't have Dobby. We would, yeah. we would literally not have Dobby. Yeah. As you get, he just—it's lame. It's—it's it's a fucking lame character. I can't. Uh, I, there's no justification for killing thirty people. All because daddy was meanie. I—it's just—I don't know. I, maybe it's because. Maybe it's because I I didn't experience what the, the suffering him and his family went through. I guess so. I can't I can't necessarily put myself in his shoes. But I also I have also seen him with his other kids, and his other kids aren't fucking lunatics. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just I don't. There's no. We know they know what he's his dad has been doing is fucked up. It's trash. It's garbage. But they also are like, you know, whatever. Like they're sad about it, they're mad about it, they're upset. Yeah, they're hurt, but they're kind of fine. Fine, right? You know? the 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 big thing with that is, you know, everybody processes it differently. But they also show like, and and, and that's why I, I agree. Like, there's no excuse for being a, a murderer, right? There's never going to be an excuse for being a murderer. Um, the, the but it's like. I don't know how you put like numbers on the trauma that somebody causes you because like even like if we look at uh, Todoroki's mom, you know, it's it is it is uh, Endeavor's fault that she scarred Todoroki, but it's not, you know, like because she technically did it. It's not Endeavor's fault. Endeavor didn't say pour the hot water on Todoroki. The mom did it. But mm. Endeavor is the root cause from all the trauma he caused her. So it's like, is she a is she a is she a demon for causing harm to her son because she it was an accident, you know? She saw she didn't see her son Endeavor and got scared, you know? So yeah, sure, it's a, it's definitely Endeavor. But I think I think t- like Dobby Toya is a, a a gross exaggeration of that though, you know? Like he is what that is if you explode it and say this is what the outcome of that could be, you know? Sure, but like, again, maybe again, maybe just because I only see part of this. I'm only seeing part of this. It seemed like to me, it got worse after he lost Toya. Toya is his first born. He was training with Toya. He was still smiling. Like, again, again, this is all different. Different. I'm not seeing it all of it yet, so keep that in mind, manga readers. Understand it. I haven't seen it all yet. He was still smiling when he had Toya, when he was training Toya. Mm-hmm. Then, it looked from, again, my perspective, when he lost Toya, he lost his fucking mind. That's what it seems. But he didn't really lose Toya. Toya was still alive. Why not? 
come back. Yeah. We, we got to stop talking about that part because we haven't seen all of Toya's perspective yet. I think that, like I said, I think that comes in the next episode. I hope so. Um, and I, I think, He's still I don't think, regardless, but. I, yeah, I don't think it's going to change your mind at all because I don't think it would change my mind either. But I do think it's, it'll just give you more like insight, I guess, on Toya's mind. Like, I don't, because I, like I said, I can't find myself agreeing with Toya, but I can't find myself understanding, you know, like, that's the shitty scenario that you're in. Will it make me a murderer? No. There's no no understanding the reasoning behind all this corny-ass showboating. Like, do what you gotta do. Again, I get what he's trying to do. He's trying to make the superhero, the number one hero, live long enough to become the villain, essentially. That's essentially Mm -hmm. what he's doing right now. And it's just lame. If you're that upset, fucking kill him. Just kill just kill Endeavor. I don't even like all this. Ah, uh, this is my dad. He's done this and he's hurt my mom and my bab. Get this is such a corny way to get, of getting revenge to me that I think there's better ways he could have done it. Do you think do you think killing Endeavor is the the easiest way of making him hurt? Cuz I don't think that's what it, what he's trying to do. I think he's trying to put a stain on the identity of him being a number one hero. That's what Endeavor has been fighting for his entire life. So instead of actually killing Endeavor, he wants to put a stain, him being that stain on his number one hero. Yes, and it's cooler ways of doing it, okay? Hmm. Because there's a hero killer named Stain out there (laughs) um, (laughs) that, that did it just right, that got you to the point where you are now. Just pick up the fucking mantle. Be cool and mysterious about it. Be fucking like ebb and flowing. Doing again, doing all the postrating and Mori DNA test bullshit. I think it's just lame. I think it's just corny. I think it's just mad corny. I'm willing. I'm willing to say that uh, there was better ways Dobby could have done it. But I get it. I get it. I get his goal. I get his. Um, it's working. Sure. So the kids at the computer kind of made me feel like this too. When the kids were at the computer, you know, the little shark kid and, and the, uh, the, the, the not too looking kid. Something about them when they were first like, well, it doesn't, this is a villain. They kind of like broke the logic almost right there. This is a villain talking about a hero. Why will we ever believe them? And then he went into deeper detail. I still feel like those kids should have been like, um, but he's still a villain trying to bring down a hero. That's what villains do. We know he's a villain. We've known he's a, he was a villain, you know, like Dobby's been plastered, plastered. Uh, if I remember correctly, he's plastered as most wanted since he was with the league. Right. So mm-hmm. he, he's already very much out there. So the kids at the desk know that he was a villain already. They're like, you know, he's, he's, why would we listen to this guy? He's a villain. My thing is, is he said one other thing about uh, Hawks killing best genist. <laughs> and these kids are like, oh, now I believe this guy over, over, you know, not believing him. It, what? You know what I'm saying? Obviously, we know best genist isn't dead because he pulled up like a fucking demon. What what number was best genus? Like number three? Number four? How? What the fuck does he do? 
he controls any fiber, like clothing fiber. Oh, okay, okay. Any clothing, and fiber, not just denim. People wear clothes. So he not controls just, people. Not just denim. Any clothes? Any fiber? No, any, any any clothes, as long as it's a fibrous material. This whole time, I thought it was just denim. I was like, okay, this motherfucker's best genius is the weakest name of all time. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I we know that he's not actually dead so that's gonna completely flip that on this I don't know man I don't know I don't like Dobby I think he's lame I think think, he'd been done way better I think that no matter where you live whether it be a real world or a fake world or society or whatever there's always gonna be people who want to believe in the heroes there's always gonna be people who think that whatever system is in place is wrong and I feel like that's that's a, a safe zone for civilians, right? Like they want to be heroes, and Dobby showed them heroes killing people, mm-hmm. even though they were villains. You know, these are villains who are like they put the they put the villains in a place that looks makes them look vulnerable. You know, mm-hmm. this is something that's sensitive. Now, a lot of adults are not going to see it the way that way. But the adults aren't who the heroes are most worried about. It's the children. Yeah. And they said that the children have more powerful quirks than before. Mm-hmm. And let's be real. Children are more malleable, but also are more open to information differently in the way the adults are. Yeah, adults, yeah. We, we get stuck in our ways. So we're not going necessarily. We're going to see villains and think you don't have a reason to be a villain. So we completely write off what you said. Whereas a, a kid are going to be like, nah, I look at how adults are running this hero society and I don't vibe. And I think we said something about that last week too. Yeah. That, that these kids, the way they look at it is different. And that's why I think the kids were so quick to say, maybe it's true because they don't think, and we saw this before too. If you're a villain, they didn't see it in the uh, test. They don't see any reason for you taking a villain down if he's running away from you. Like, yeah, subdue him, but you shouldn't necessarily be killing him. And Hawks, they don't know the situation that Hawks is in, right? right? It's a it's a bunch of misinformation. If Hawks didn't take him down, as far as we know, it was going to be a wrap. Yeah, 100%. right. But they don't know what Twice's quirk was, right? You know, right. so so it's hard for civilization if you just show people a a hero killing somebody. I mean, it's the same with the police. You show police killing somebody, it's hard for us to just say was the police right in this scenario or what, what's going on? You know, it's the same in this scenario. The kids see it differently because they're like, this is this, there's more to this story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, again, still the prostrating, the over dramatics make him lame. That's more of my story. Yeah. I, I'd rather have a, I hate to say it. Cause I feel like this is actually worse animated than it was reading. Like there's there's been a lot of this season that's been so much better animated, but this is one of those scenarios where like even his dance, I would have rather just never seen that. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, that's what they call it—a dance. Well, yeah, it was supposed to imitate the Joker. <clears throat> no, that felt miserably. That felt miserably. Um, I the thing is, is, as much as I hate Dobby as a villain. I love the fact that I hate Dobby as a villain, and it's not because he's a good villain or anything like that. It's because he sucks. He's he's just he's just a, a shitty character. But I still love the episode. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, well, what did you love about the episode? The the episode had pacing that 
continues to be consistent. And that's what I love about it. It's continuing. It's continuing to continue. That makes sense. It's not stagnating. It's not. Yeah. It's, it's, it's still moving forward. It's still moving forward. And that is so very important to me compared to what I've gotten in the past previous seasons that I don't care if I hate Dobby. I don't care if Dobby's fucking whole monologue was the corny and did the dance with that Dobby was the corniest shit I've ever seen in my life. I still love the episode because we're still moving forward. And that's all I can ask for. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All I ask for. And it's moving forward in a way where I like it. I mean, I again, I don't like Dobby, but I like it. I like the fact that yeah. it's continuing to go, you know? And may, maybe I feel the opposite because I already knew what was coming, right? To me, I thought this episode was ass. Like, <laughs> this is not, I did not enjoy this episode. Uh, I tried to. I really did. Mm-hmm. Um, I really just wish that they got all the, the the details out of the way in this episode and get back to the to the to the the, the meat and potatoes of what's happening. Let's get past this because um, I feel like this just spending, this was this took too long. Too time. Yeah, yeah. They, they, even, they even did a couple of little slideshow things where like they show Endeavor and Deku's back, and the only thing that's moving in the episode or in that screen is like Endeavor's fire. And it's like, we didn't need to see that. Y'all could have literally just cut straight to words. We didn't need to see five seconds of that scene. Um, and that that's one of the things, I guess, that bothered me. I, I, I felt it. I was like, come the fuck on. <laughs> I, was, I was so bothered. It could be petty. But I just felt like this episode could have moved a little bit faster. Like, Yeah, because, again, I, I didn't it. feel the I didn't feel the swell of emotion, I guess. Yeah, no, it, the emotion wasn't there because I think that was because of Dobby's fault. No. I think just Dobby just he just didn't win you over. It was it was corny, and I mean that's how I feel for me personally. I didn't mean to say you. I didn't mean to you know put that in your in your plate. But that's that's exactly how I f- I didn't feel that way about the episode per se. I just felt that way about Dobby, and because I didn't have that emotion about Dobby or care about anything he was really saying, but saw that it was still going forward. Saw Deku talking about some you know don't take me. I need to be with Shigaraki and. And it, the result of what happened after that that fight, that epic fight, like from previous episode, it was pretty cool. Even the uh, uh, Uraha, what's her name? Is that her name? Uraha. Yeah. Even Gravity. Her, even her fight with Toga was. I thought it was progress. I vibe with Toga way more than Dobby. Yeah, and, <laughs> me too. And- is it to me Toga makes way more sense because I, I look at Toga's from like and I think we talked about this last week too. Toga's scenario is not Dobby's. Dobby's is emotional abuse. Toga's is a, a a mutational gene that is misunderstood by everyone, right? Toga's issue is that, that screen schizophrenia, she, bro. That's it's just yeah, screen schizophrenia. Had, and that's dope. She she has no choice because everything and like we uh, we talked about this before, the, the quirks change you genetically, technically, right? So she, when she loves someone, she's a vampire. She sucks their blood, right? To me, thinking of the genetics of it, it makes sense. Do I think that she needs to love people like, that way? I do think that she needs to represent how she loves people. And that's what that's what makes the issue with uh, Uravity and Toga so hard. Is because what Uravity is waiting for, and this is the issue I had with this episode too, they cut out the explanations that Toga gave that like not specifically her, her explanations, but Toga before she disappeared, she said like 
I heard everything I needed to hear from you. I, I really wish that you wanted to save me too. And that's the thing is that like Toga is a villain because no one chose to understand her. Her whole story was that she loved people, so she sucked their blood. And I, I get it. That is wrong. And it's like, imagine you telling a dog that the first thing they ever learned to love was bite. Right. And they love you and they bit you, but they didn't know how to explain it. And you you kick this dog every time it bites you. But it's really trying to tell you I love you. That's that's how I see Toga. And I'm not saying that it's right that she does this. But I think that that she should have been taught how to love properly and not completely discarded for it. They didn't. She didn't say that. uh, Because I don't. She said that. Like she, in the manga, she 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 explained that a lot more, but in the think, in this they didn't. Yeah, I think they needed to explain that in the manga because you're reading it. They what I understand exactly what you just said about what she said in the manga is exactly what came off on screen to me. Is mm-hmm. she, she? I feel like she knows. She how can I say this? <laughs> the gravity, uh, no pun intended, of her situation is the fact that this mutation turned her into something completely different. Like it did everybody else. And we know from previous episodes that she suffered because of it, from her surroundings to everything. They did a hell of a job showing that and just and like talking about that in, in earlier seasons to the point where I, I got it. I, I get it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? She's literally, um, an, uh, how can I say this? Because it's not her fault. She's just she's a victim of of this of the genes. She's a victim of genes and narcissism. Her genes plus like this crazy weird. Uh, no, I, Dobby's more a narcissist. It's she got a it's it's just mental illness. Genes cause her mental illness. Her mental illness cause her to become Dahmer esque. Dahmer esque people will show up in a world like this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it there's going to be serial killers. And that's how I think Dobby could have Dobby could have just been a crazy psychopath. The whole all that performative shit again did not need to be there. Toga is the perfect example of what villains that just happen to have mental illness could be. Like there are villains in real life that have mental illness that kill people that are literally just murderers for the sake of their psychology exist. And then the fact that it exists in this world makes me respect the world and her so much more. She's so fucking cool. And I, I think, and, and what I, what I guess what I'm trying to, what I'm also kind of saying, cause I agree with that. I think that her mental illness, just like how we have pills for so many different things, mm-hmm. her mental illness, if had been addressed properly, before of, yes. she would not have been this way. I agree. And that that's what I'm saying. It's like in a world full of heroes, is Toga not worth saving? Dobby is a different level of fucked up. But Toga, I think, is somebody that was worth saving and her parents didn't give a fuck enough. Yep. You know? So yes, psychology and her physiology and her genetics and everything like that, it it backfired on her. But what backfired on her, I guess, like I said, in my perspective more is just like everyone that was supposed to protect and love her. None of them people did that right. And 
Now she killed him. That's what it is. Now she a demon. <laughs> it's over. It was a wrap. It's too late now. Now yeah. she about to fuck fuck up the world. Yeah, it's, what's crazy is that her power is very unimpressive. Almost. Until <laughs> you realize she got twice his power. <laughs> yeah, it's very unimpressive. But the way she utilizes it is impressive. You know what I'm saying? Like drinking their blood or sucking their blood or whatever, it's very cliche and kind of lame. But the way she goes about using it is so fucking dope. You know what I'm saying? It's it's dope. I think. I mean, she, it, it was hard before because be, before she she could just turn into them, but just recently, and that was during the, the last season. Now she can use their quirk, so that turns her into a whole different threat because because we know. I can't imagine she can use all for one or one for all, but she can use Uravity's quirk. She can use basically anybody with a single quirk, not like compound quirks. I feel like she is technically one of the most busted characters right now as long as she has has it on hand. Yeah, I mean it's I think I think that's what makes it so uh kind of lame though. Yeah, cuz she has to have it on hand. You know, it's it's just but she's also not going to have blood of people she doesn't care about. Exactly. It's I don't know. She's just unique and, and I like her a lot. I like her way better. Um, then uh, then Dobby and, and Shigaraki and Shigaraki too. I think yeah. I still think Shigaraki's a lame lame sauce villain. But again, these it does that doesn't matter. Let's, let's talk about Shigaraki though, real quick. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What were you about to say? It doesn't matter if the show is good though. You know, and what's good about it is the risk. There's some risk there. Um, it's it's okay for the first time ever in the show where. The villains are the bad part about it because again something like bleach where the villains were great even fucking naruto for a lot of it the villains were great but you know it's it's okay to have where the heroes are the this the special ones here you know the ones we root for what were i just wanted to i want to say about shigaraki real quick he is an ass character, and the reason I I think he is a bad character is not just because of what his personality trait is. I think he's a bad character because of how they're implementing offer one into him. Yeah, I agree. I personally hate it. <laughs> I would have much rather him just been like he's a catalyst. That's it. This is my this is my body, and let's let's go ahead and be. Is go ahead and be this because at this point I hate I hate Shigaraki as a character. Yeah, worst character in this show right now. Yeah, because he didn't even need one for all, all for one, whatever it is. I get those two confused so much. I don't really care, but he doesn't even need it. He didn't need it. Um, maybe the regeneration shit he needed, yes, but the evolution of his of his cork in the last season made him a fucking menace, and they could have just played off of that. But again, like you, like we talked about, and you talked about last couple of weeks ago, I think they kind of wrote themselves in the corner with Shigaraki, so they kind of needed more to give Deku more. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Also, Offer One needed a new body, and then he can't he can't take one for all without Offer One. So I guess I mean he would have had to eventually have it regardless. But I just hate how they. It doesn't feel like a true predecessor or a successor 100%. to something. 100%. It seems like 
it seems like the same person. They just change shows. It's bullshit. I, yeah, I don't like I it. I, like Deku is a true successor. He's a successor. Shigaraki is not a successor right now. He is melding in a sense, and I don't like it. It's not he's, good. He's literally just a puppet. <laughs> yeah. It, like what was all those seasons of character development for for us to get here and and he just be, be a new suit? It was a waste. <laughs> Away. Let's move on, please. Um, <laughs> Blue Lock is going to go into More Than a Married Couple and uh, keep it moving. Uh, More Than a Married Couple, again, the most perfect. Ep- I don't know, bro. I don't know. Quintessential Quintuplets made me enjoy this episode even more because I feel like I finished the movie and I turned More Than a Married Couple on and I was like, more heat. <laughs> it was so fucking good, bro. Um, we got to see them uh, kind of explore the beach more, right? Yeah, and man. there's, I don't, there's nothing more important than what Akari was doing this entire episode. She's just like, I don't like this. She she was on her Nino shit this episode for a little mm-hmm. quintessential quintessential reference. She was on her Nino shit. Akari was like, listen. We're married in the practical. You you fucking ignoring me and doing all this shit. It's making me feel you know icky and, and you know I don't like this shit, bro. It like, sucks. Are, are we gonna be married when we get home, or you just you just done? I loved her for that. I finally got who I'm rooting for. Finally, I thought we already agreed on it. Yeah, but I was flip flopping. I was a flapjack in this motherfucker, man. I was, <laughs> I was flipping like a hamburger on a stove. Bro. I'm like, man, I like, I like, uh, fucking was her Shiori. Shiori's great, and then Akari would be great. And then, oh, fuck, okay, Shiori was cute again. And it was Shiori, and it was Akari. I'm like, fuck, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Akari's, she's it, bro. She's it. I agree. Akari is number one. Um, I know Monique and I already agreed on that. But there was so much in this episode, though. Like you said, she was in her bag this episode talking about, like, look. Yeah, I need you to look at me. I need you to talk to me. I need you to treat me like my husband when, you, when you're when not here. And I was like, what? I was like, oh, she's she talking. She talking, talking. And then when they was in the hot springs, Bruh. that was another thing. I was like, man. What you gonna say, Akari? <laughs> I was waiting. I was just, cause I was just waiting for that moment where she just let it let it go with the girls. You know what I'm saying? Like I was expecting her to just be real. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. It's it's been perfection so far. I think she's not trying to go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. Cause all you about. She's she's not trying to talk about her feelings too much because of the fact that. uh she, I, I think she doesn't want her friends to know how she's feeling, especially with them thinking that she's after someone else, but also him not fully committing to her, you know? Because he ain't said 100% I'm in this with you. Mm. True. So it's hard for her to talk to her friends about somebody who hasn't decided that's who he's going to go to. Mm. I'm even though I'm rooting for Akari, you know, we don't know. Yeah, no, she you're right. Shiori slipping, bro. I think what's I think next episode is gonna be Shiori and then I, just, I guess I just sped to fucking 
gut check. You already gave it to the gut check. All right, so next episode, we'll we, be looking at Shiori. Yeah, I think we're going to be looking at Shiori. Shiori is going to be more uh, prominent and more uh, bold like Akari was. The problem is, is I I hope Jiro gets it now. Do you, do you think he gets it now? I think he does get it for Akari. Um, I don't think he's going to get it for Shiori, though. Mm, I think I think that this just created even more conflict now. Yeah, because now he's really confused. Yeah, because like realistically, I think he'll have less conflict with Akari right now, but he's not going to know how to face Shiori. Yeah. I think Shiori's a fairy tale. And Akari's... I mean, it's, she's not in a sense, but yeah, like, she's a fairy tale in the sense of, like, that's who he wants, says he wants to be with, but he's actually living it right now, you know? He's doing more or less... You know what he—he's with who he wants to be with. He just doesn't quite realize it yet. Um, but I think I do think that still he could be in a scenario where Shayori is the one. It's just the, the circumstances don't allow it right now. Mm. I think, and and I hate to say it, but I feel like they're gonna get to the end of this event, like of this this practical exam with no resolution. And, Nah, it's gonna be a resolution. It better be a resolution. I don't need no. Can I have your name in there? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, shit. I, I, I need a. Uh, I need a. You can have my name. <laughs> Here's my name. <laughs> my and name I mean is like this. my now my surname. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can have my surname. We done. Here it is. Fuck, <laughs> oh, me too. I listen. I know my romance animes, and they are very I, good. I leave this shit ambiguous. They need to stop playing checkers and play uh, 3D chess. I think that's what they're going to do here. I think they're going well, to play some, some hollow your, chess. It's to your interpretation. I swear if we don't get a fucking rap, I need a rap. <laughs> this is why people make fan fiction. That's so weird. Because y'all can't just give us a good rap. <laughs> You're right. No, this episode is professional. I don't... It, a fire, bro. She said, "Why is your knee right there? That's not my knee." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Whoa!" I wasn't True, expecting I this episode. That Y'all better relax. Y'all better relax. I just want more. I get so pissed off when I see the credits, bro. I get so mad. I'm like, fuck, man. I want more? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I, when I saw the credits, I was like, I love how it looks but yeah I wasn't ready for this oh, <laughs> fuck how it looks man I need the show I need more show I need a I need a net, see I need a Netflix model for this one just put we got on. two more episodes bro I know and that's why my gut check is I think Shiori's gonna have the prominence in the next episode and if in the episode, episode 12 you gotta pick episode 12 is gonna be both of them at the same time kinda in his ear and he's gonna do his whole confliction thing where he's like, you know, bouncing back and forth. And then he picks a car. He better pick a car. If he picks Shiori, okay. I got I got some I got some letters to write. <laughs> <laughs> some angry fan letters. <laughs> I ain't never wrote no BS like that before. In my life. Right, right. Oh my What's your gut check, man? What you think is happening? Oh man, I think uh 
I, I agree with you. Next episode, we're going to have a Shayori moment. I think the final episode is going to be a time skip. I like that. I, think, I like that a lot. I think, I think they're going to time skip a little bit. And it's going to be like a, a recap of sorts where it like gives us like what's going on. Almost mm. like quintessential quintuplets, but like less so. Mm. And then uh, hopefully... It, I, I feel like they're going to give us misdirection, right? It's going to be like he out with Shayori having like lunch or something as friends. They're not going to tell us they're friends and then he's going to go home to Akari. Because that's his babe. That's his, that's his woman. For the last? Yeah, for the last episode. Next episode, I agree with you. It's going to be a Shayori moment. I'm not sure what the Shayori moment is yet. I, to be honest, it, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know what the Shayori is gonna be either. Yeah, I don't. I feel like the Shayori movie is gonna be something like they're gonna they're gonna go back to that tree. Interesting at that bench. They're gonna make it mad emotional, mm. and he's gonna be like, I, "I've he he gonna probably finally admit like I've always wanted to be with you. I just feel like, oh no, tell Demi like they're doing a romance anime and I lost him." So basically, they're you know, with trains and say, I've always wanted to be with you, but I feel like we've been separate and getting further apart. And uh, that's where we're going to get, that's where we're going to get like the revelation between them, where they both kind of understand where their scenario is, where like we do really like each other, but something's keeping us apart for a reason. Damn. Damn, that shit sound good enough to be right <laughs> I hope so we never know we never know I feel like I'm gonna be sad with whoever whoever doesn't get picked I'm gonna just feel I'm gonna be sad it's, it's gonna be the my team romantic comedy snafu moment where like I was sad as fuck when he didn't pick I think her name Yumi no he picked mm-hmm. I can't remember which one it was when he didn't pick her I was sad I'm like damn but I feel like he made the right choice you know what I'm saying yes the, the funny thing is, though, is that I don't really feel like either one is a wrong choice. I just I like, I feel like Akari is my right choice. <laughs> that's, uh, hey, that's how I end up feeling at the end of the So, to go back to Corner Central, that's how I felt about the end of the Corner Central Consumplice. Like, I didn't, no choice was wrong except for Ishika to me personally. I think mm-hmm. Ishika. Because that was shady as fuck, yeah. I can't do the shady shit. But everything else was like I either either one of these girls he picks, even the 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 quiet one, the the I want to be like my mom, a teacher. She's, I mean, she wasn't really quiet, but she was still up and running for me. You know what I'm saying? She easily fourth probably because I had Yoshi but third. If we not count each because she still she still had a place. Yeah, yeah, no, she she was the last. Yeah, but, like I just think. No wrong choice was could have been made there. And that's how I'm feeling here. No wrong choice, but I will be upset if it's not Akari because Akari is doing everything right. She's special. She uh, it's it's not that Akari's doing everything right. Oh, it's yeah, that she's no, doing you're everything. Right, you're right, you're right. She is she's doing most of the things right, but she's also going above and beyond on other things. Very is true. what it is. Cause some of those some of these things were like this swimsuit thing was oh. not needed, but it was a perfect it was a perfect explanation as to the whole thing you need to understand i'm doing this what for she's you. saying at this point yeah yes. like th- th- this is like the kids glo- the kids gloves are off yeah. this is what it is and, and it seems like he started to get that right right 
Um, started like two plus two was becoming four to him. <laughs> it, it was more like three and a half, but he getting there. <laughs> True. Valid. <laughs> Valid. All right, man. Let's wrap this episode because this episode is a fucking edited mess. <laughs> <laughs> we just finished talking about more than a married couple episode ten and all of this greatness. You know, we had to compare the quintessential quintuplets. My hero, uh, my hero, academic episode eleven. What did y'all think about Dobby's dance? Was it good enough for you? Let us know what y'all thought about that break song that Polo hit us with. Recommendation roulette. You know, we always bring some great recommendations. Let us know what you thought about Bleach Talk as well. Another great two episodes. Happy to always bring it back. Shinobi no Itoki and Reincarnated as a Sword. Kind of our our guilty pleasures, but also our just struggles that we watch this, this season. Mm-hmm. So we also get, like I said, Quintessential Quintuplets. We gave a great little talk about that. Let us know what your review is on it. DIY, another one that Polo picked up. He's loving it. And don't forget, we're going to watch episode one of Boki the Rock. Baki the Rock next week just to okay. you know see see what uh see what what is hitting for like y'all told us to and he makes his move for Polo um as well as you know we talked about Polo's watch order our episode of the week was more than a married couple obviously and then this has been episode one eighty two of Mike Check Wife Wife I'm at Polo Bornfly on all social media. I'm at King Taliano on all social media. You follow our social medias at Mike Check Wife on Twitter and at Mike Check Wife Wife on Instagram and TikTok and as always Mike Mike, Mike check, 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 check. Mic check, waifu, waifu.